Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a weekly podcast where growth-minded, creative people come to learn best practices from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, improvised acting teacher, therapist, and coach, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. I had a client tell me recently, she said, I am so tired of working on myself. Ooh, howdy. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. In my work as a therapist, I spend a lot of time helping other people work on themselves. And in order to help other people work on themselves, I have to work on myself. <laughs> and then just very much, it is important to me to be a spiritual quester. I'm really interested in evolving as a human being. So that involves a lot of navel gazing, as they say, a lot of, hmm, who am I? How am I? Well, there is a shadow side to that. Have you noticed a rise in narcissistic tendencies in our culture? You know, we put a lot of blame on the selfie, but yeah, we spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves, talking about ourselves, promoting ourselves. And research has shown that people who are prone to depression and anxiety, if you record a conversation, will have so many more I and me, first person statements, than people who are not as prone to depression or anxiety. We also have a loneliness epidemic. And one of the problems with loneliness is that it becomes self fulfilling, it becomes uh, self perpetuating. We maybe get a little disconnected from our friend group, whether it's because of divorce or a pandemic or whatever. And then we want to connect to other people, but we're so focused on, well, are they going to like me? What does this mean about me? Am I going to say the right thing? Or other sort of self-referential points of view that it becomes incredibly stressful to go connect with other people. So what if for today... We take a break from I, from me, from thinking about ourselves, from worrying about how we look, how we seem, how much attention we are or are not getting, whether our social media is up to snuff or whatever has us focusing on ourselves and wondering if there's something wrong with us or if we're doing it right or any of that. What if we took a break and we focused on something else? <laughs> So I do want to do the fine print about these cultural social conditioning, especially for people who are assigned female at birth, to sacrifice themselves for others. I was just reading an article about, uh, are you sacrificing too much for your partner? So although in this session with you, I am suggesting that maybe we stop thinking about ourselves quite so much. I don't think that that then requires us to flip over and obsess in a codependent way with getting all up in other people's business. There's a temptation to decide that being a good person means throwing ourselves at other people's problems or ways of life. That has its own downsides. What I am suggesting is something else. But before I tell you about that, can I thank you for being here? It really is amazing. 
I really appreciate it. And some of you have reached out to let me know that you're listening. And thank you, thank you, thank you for that. If you are sharing the podcast, ah, gold star A plus, thank you for that. And if you have a chance to go over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and give a five-star review, that really matters. It helps other people find the podcast. So we have even more people to share our thoughts and feelings with. All right, here we go. I took a seminar a while back from a couple of dudes whose name escapes me, but they're from lesslonely.com. And they created something called a connect deck. And I love it because one, people just keep telling me over and over again, I just really want a connection. I want to connect. I want to connect. I want to connect. I'm always happy when I have a good connection with someone. And then I am working with a lot of people with social anxiety. So this getting connected to other people, whatever that means for you, seems to be on people's minds a lot. So they have this little connect deck. And it's a lovely little deck of cards. And it has challenges in it. So I want to share with you the first seven. Why seven? Because there's seven days in a week and my podcast comes out once a week. So let's talk about it. So challenge number one is smile at a stranger. Briefly make eye contact with a stranger today and smile. Now that seems kind of simple, but uh, sometimes we are so in our own heads when we're out in public that we don't acknowledge that there are other people there or we're so in our phones So when you go out today to pick up whatever it is that you're picking up or run whatever errand you're running, or if you weren't planning to go out of your house or office today, go do that and just catch someone's eye and smile at them. And if you're in a situation where you are wearing a mask, um, smile super big so your eyes crinkle. People will feel it. So challenge number one is smile at a stranger. When I speak to people who don't have a lot of friends. And that seems to be a lot of people right now, both because of the loneliness epidemic generally, I think, and also some of the alienation that occurred throughout the pandemic. I remind them that they might already have a friend circle, a potential friend circle available to them if they wanted to take advantage of it. This comes from um, some research that I found a while back about how to make friends. And part of it is pay attention to the people you already know. Strike up a conversation with a coworker or that person that picks up their coffee the same time that you do, or the barista or the person standing in line in front of you at uh, the checkout line or your friend's friends. You know, next time you're hanging out with a friend and their friends, maybe chat up the friend of the friend more than the friend. You get what I'm saying. And it all begins with possibly smile at a stranger. So that's number one. Are you taking notes? Number two, express gratitude to someone. Tell someone one thing you appreciate about them. Express your heartfelt and personal gratitude via a phone call, handwritten note. What? Yes, people love those. When's the last time you got a handwritten note? Email, 
text or during an in-person conversation. You know what's the other super fun way to do it? Is to send a voice memo. I had a breach with uh, someone that I really like and respect in our relationship. Um, and when I was trying to repair it, I recorded her a voice memo because I wanted to make sure that the nuances in what I was expressing could be heard. She lives in another state, so doing it in person wasn't an option. And sometimes I find video awkward because you you have that like weird sort of thing where you can't actually make eye contact, but you want to make eye contact. And I'm just a very um, auditory person. So I sent her, you know, I responded to her email. She responded to my email. And then I went and left her a voice message so that she could hear, hear in my tone of voice what I really meant because I wasn't sure it was coming across in the written word. So call someone, drop a note in the mail, huh? Go get a postcard from your town and drop it in the mail. My, one of my friends who lives like five minutes away from me went on vacation and sent us all postcards while she was on vacation. It was the cutest thing. Email, text, when you see them, just walk up to them and be, you know what? I really appreciate how you always stop at my desk and say hi to me in the morning. Whatever. Do that. Okay. Number one, smile at a stranger. And if they're cute, hold their eye contact longer. Number two, express gratitude to someone. Number three, schedule a lunch. (gasps) What? Ask somebody to lunch. Meals lower our guard and opens us up for deep connection. Yeah. So ask someone to lunch. Here's the thing to keep in mind. We have become a people. I don't know if this is true everywhere. I'm talking about those of us in the United States of America in 2022, where we have terrible social skills. One complaint that I've noticed from people I'm working with is they reach out and reach out and reach out and the other people never reciprocate. So be prepared that you may ask someone to lunch. You may have to do it more than one time. So before you assume that someone's blowing you off because they don't like you, do it a few times. And if they don't respond, then let it go. They're not worth your effort because they're not available to you. Don't assume it's because they don't like you. Just assume that it's they're not available to you for whatever reason. I'll give you an example. Um, When I've been at certain jobs that I've had, I like to eat lunch alone because it's my opportunity to decompress from the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm an introvert. So sometimes it's super fun to go to lunch and chat it up and just have fun. But sometimes I need it just to hide away from everyone else. (laughs) And I would sometimes take a nap in my office. Like I really just needed lunch to decompress. So ask someone to lunch. But if you don't get the response that you're looking for, assume it has nothing to do with you. Seriously, assume it doesn't. Try a couple of times. If it doesn't work, um, keep it moving and ask someone else. And if they don't reciprocate, also don't assume that has something to do with you. Americans in 2022 have terrible social skills. Subtext, if someone keeps reaching out to you to do something, you reach back, you make the effort, even if it's, hey, I noticed we haven't done something in a while. Are you up for something? I have several friends in my life who are planners. And even being as aware as I am of the need for reciprocity, I can get lazy. I'm like, oh, you know, so-and-so will take care of it when she has time. She'll she'll send out an invite. 
So the, at the very least, thank the person for being the social coordinator of your little group or for planning things. At the very least, thank them and let them know that you would love to do something again sometime. And if you're the person who's always the like, hey, let's go do something, maybe explicitly let other people know that you would really love to be invited to something sometime and not always be the planner. Okay. This is actually turning out longer than I, than I thought it was, but yeah. So number three, schedule a lunch. Be like, hey, Rodrigo, you want to go grab lunch on Thursday? I want to try that, that new ramen restaurant. Or, hey, you know, I like eating lunch outside in this kind of weather. You want to grab a bag lunch and hang out at the park bench together on Friday? Ask someone to lunch. All right. Challenge number four. Establish a phone-free zone. Choose one situation today that will be phone-free. And use that time to connect with your thoughts or your surroundings. Don't let your ability to be still idle and present atrophy because of a dependence on technology. So some of the examples they give are make your commute, a meeting, lunch, or the bathroom a phone-free zone today. So yeah, set down your phone and open up your eyes and your ears and your nose and really be fully present to where you are. So in that example that I gave a smile at a stranger, Maybe while you are shopping, you know, tuck your phone away and just be there doing your shopping. Cool? All right. Number five, win the introduction race. <laughs> this one is going to like be a real challenge for some of us. But if you do it, I swear to you, you'll be proud of yourself. Be the first person to introduce yourself to someone new at a meeting or social gathering. Right? I have one friend who, like I joke, um, knows everyone everywhere. But when I go out with her, she's always like, hi. And then she introduces herself to people and they're grateful. So you be the first person to introduce yourself to someone new at a meeting or social gathering. So just do it, right? You're hanging out in a group. Just walk across the room and go, hi, I don't believe I know you. I'm so-and-so. Want to give it a try? I recently had an experience meeting some other neighbors who I'd been waving at, but hadn't actually walked myself across the street to go properly introduce myself because I was being all, I don't know, introvert or shy or whatever I was being. And then my neighbor was hanging out with them, the neighbor that I do know. So I went over to say hi, and then I actually got to meet them. They're delightful. It was fun waving at them, but how much delight did I miss out on? Because instead of just, hi, smiling, waving from across the street, I didn't actually walk myself over there and go, hey and then introduce myself. So be the first person to introduce yourself to someone new. Challenge number six, welcome an interruption. Don't let tasks and deadlines override your relationships. Create the necessary margin and self-permission to say no to the urgent and lean into the important. Now, what that means is in a framework made famous by Stephen Covey. I learned recently, he's not the inventor of it. There are two kinds of tasks or experiences, things that are urgent and things that are important. So you can have things that are both urgent and important, things that are neither urgent nor important, things that are urgent but not important, and things that are important but not urgent. 
So what happens is things that are important but not urgent don't get done because we keep doing things that are urgent whether they are important or not. Your phone beeping with a text message notification often isn't important, but because it's beeping at us, it feels urgent. So what this is inviting us to do is when someone interrupts us, let's decide that that relationship is important. And the way that we can welcome those interruptions is to arrange our days and our work and our deadlines so that we're not doing everything at the last minute or everything isn't so pressing that any interruption is going to blow the whole caboodle. So one of your challenges is to welcome an interruption. Somebody stops by to ask how your weekend was, fully embrace that moment. And the last one is ask for advice. Um, People feel closer to us when we ask them for advice because it says, hey, I value you in the way you think. Can you help me out with something? So just pick something small. It doesn't even have to be, you know, should I take the job in Botswana or Bolivia? It can be, hey, I was just wondering whether to um, take lunch at 12 or 1 today. And I'm not really sure what makes more sense. What do you normally do? I don't know. You can think of something. So that's it. Simple ways to start connecting with people and maybe make their lives and yours a little richer. So one, smile at a stranger. Two, express gratitude to someone. Three, schedule a lunch. Ask someone to have lunch with you. Four, establish a phone-free zone. Put the technology away and be where you are. Number five, intentionally go introduce yourself to people or at least one person. And there's usually someone who looks really nice. Like look around the room and look at the person who seems like they're either the most nervous, right? Because they're going to be grateful for some help or who looks the most open. Welcome an interruption and ask for advice. So yeah, so let's, uh, let's think a little bit about other people and connecting with them instead of thinking about us for a little while. And people are so hungry for connection right now. So many conversations I am having are really about that, are really about feeling isolated, feeling lonely, feeling disconnected, or over-relying on people's romantic partners, putting too much pressure on that relationship because it's kind of the only one that they have and their families are kind of dysfunctional, whatever the cause, the answer is you. You making a little bit of an effort to connect to someone else. And if it doesn't work, it is not about you. It is not about you. Remember the four agreements, take nothing personally. Sometimes people just aren't ready or they have poor social skills or, you know, they're on their way to the bathroom. Don't take it personally, but do take the risk. So here is my wish for you. Go out there and make someone else's day a little bit brighter by offering them a little bit of connection. And you know what? You know why it needs to be you? Here's why it needs to be you. Because you are so dope. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are a really cool person to know. You are whole. You are perfect. You are complete. You are worthy and deserving of so 
much awesome, so much good, and so many rich relationships. You deserve nourishing, amazing, wonderful relationships. So get out there and make some. All right. See you next time.